everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fieldhouse Frenzy. Robin Dean with you as always. It's week eight. Here and we are. It is getting intense. Oh my gosh, the trades are heating oh, up. Man, it. I tell you what, it. Oh man, like it, after last week. You know, during last week's episode, we talked about it, like the landscape of the league and where it's at after the trades were made last week. And it has completely. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, well, well. Has, it's just, it was like week, week eight was like, hold my beer. Because here we come. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what's going to happen at the deadline? Well, I just don't know. Like, how I can anything more significant <clears throat> happen? I don't think anything more significant can happen because there's nobody really left that has a three or four, but there will be trades made still. I think there will still be trades made that will just be like depth stuff and like filling out by weeks and things like that. Um, but I mean, once again, the landscape has, as seismically shifted a hundred percent, like it's completely flipped on its head. Once again, oh. that like, Guys are, it's like everybody's trying to like one up each other. You know what I mean? Like the top five teams basically are just like, it's like guys, stack as, oh my stack as much as right, stack as much as possible, and just dude, and and it's, it's crazy pretty, because it's pretty top heavy. It's pretty top heavy right now. It has it. You know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago of how even everything was, and it had completely flipped on its head to be really top heavy. But what I will say is, is that after these, go ahead. It still, to me, I mean, it's wide open. I still think it's wide open. I still think you can look at the top five teams and say, you can make a case for every single team that they could win it right now. Today, after when those trades go through, even after the trades go through, after the trades, after those trades go through, I still think looking at the teams, you can take those top five teams and say, oh, this guy could win the league. Oh, this guy could win the league. Like all five of them could win the league. You know, this week is insane because this would have been a week where it's like there will no, there will be no more undefeated teams after this week. Right. Right. But, but, but yeah. Yeah. this will process before Sunday. Yeah. And yep. wow. Yeah. What happens? I mean, what a swing. Is it a lock? To, it may not be a lock. Yeah. I mean, according to the um, standings, the best team in the league just got a whole lot better. Um, yes, he did. You know, getting Kamara is, is a huge, huge deal. Now the, the Joe Burrow and CJ Stroud, you can make a case that those are, are decent deals. I think it's also, I think he got both of those quarterbacks to try and stifle a couple of those teams that are kind of on the, on the edge that don't have a quarterback to where he's saying, okay, I'm going to get these two quarterbacks. So you can't have them, which I think was a smart way of going about it. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can either be, play offense well, or you can play offense the best defense is a good offense, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I, know. I, yeah. But no, if you're I gobbling like up. Yeah. 
talent. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're kind of cornering the market and saying, look, I, I know that this team, this team, and this team want or need a quarterback, I'm going to get these two guys so they can't have them. I mean, that's, it's not, you know, it's not a dumb move, but I think he, he got better um, by getting Kamara. He does, he, you know, that kind of solidifies another spot for him. That's going to give him a ton of points. Cause Kamara looks like the only option in fucking new Orleans, especially with Olave getting arrested for being a fucking moron. Um, Excellent move. Yeah. So I think that um, getting him w- was a huge deal. Now I think that, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on in the uh, Dave Sexy Slut camp. Um, things things are going on. <laughs> they don't, are going don't be on, mistaken. Just, don't be mistaken actually, about the things that are happening. I actually talked with him earlier well, you today. Did. I, I did because I, I wanted. I did oh, because I wanted buddy. to. I wanted to get a comment on and figure out where he was coming from. Uh, because he traded a third round pick to get Dak Prescott to then flipping back and getting rid of, um, you know, the wide receiver from the Rams, <clears throat> the rookie wide receiver from Rams, who's been a top 15 wide receiver. I, I'm just curious this, as this to why like the, the Joker or something. Well, I, and that's why I asked him. I said, well, I don't understand why that wide receiver was thrown in the trade. Make it make sense for me. <laughs> exactly. And he said he feels that his production is going to go down the more that Cooper Cup plays. As the season goes on, his production is going to go way down. But if he actually looked. And that justified it. Mm. Well, that's how he feels, but if you actually look at the percentages of usage and target share, his his shares have actually gone up since Cooper Cup has come back. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work for him because now he he really doesn't have that second wide receiver to go with St. Brown. You know, he's going to have to plug in like Nico Collins or Curtis Samuel, who he just picked up. Which neither one of those scare anybody, right? Um, so to me, it was that's kind of a gamble. But he does get Jalen Hurts. He does get Jalen Hurts. You know, in the it long run, does that out. make up enough points? I I actually am not sure that it does because <sighs> CMC is a component here. I'm just gonna Percent. say it. I'm well, just going to say we've it. Been saying that we've been saying that since day one. Like I know, but I mean, what I was going to ask, here's the question I was going to ask if you're ready. Yeah. What of like these, hold on. What are these top, top, top five teams? Who's, who's most on a house of cards? What do you think? Well, as of right now, we can't do a Mount Rushmore, but you know we can do as a top of right five. Now, who, who do I think is? I think that you you look at the sexy slut um, because if McCaffrey goes down or like Bijan Robinson's like usage, you don't know what that's going to look like, right? You know, he got rid of Nakua, who I, I just think was kind of a mistake because you're riding a lot on St. Brown and Christian Kirk to carry the load. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he doesn't really have a strong tight end. I, I just think that he has a lot to overcome. So I would put him at five. Yeah. He um, has the toughest right ahead for I sure, also, right? And his schedule is really tough down the stretch. Like his last four out of five games down the stretch are really tough. They're all, all against they're all they're up against the other top five team of uh, the top four teams. What I also much. think is interesting is that um never mind. I lost it. Okay. Um I think number four It felt is good t- in the moment, but I lost uh, it. Number, it number three quickly. Uh, number three and four is a toss up for me. It could go either way between Cheeseburger and King Slut because they both have a lot of question marks right now. Um, you know, is Saquon Barkley gonna stay healthy? You know, is Jordan Love good? You know, if he doesn't get a quarterback, you can do like, a three A and a three B. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I'm gonna do because like, is Jordan Love gonna be? You know, if he can't get a quarterback, like his quarterbacks that he's rolling with, not that great. You know, Calvin Ridley is a question mark almost every week. Is he gonna get the production he needs or not? You know, with his running backs, he has a solid set of running backs, but can yes. they all stay healthy? Can they all push through? That's tough. King Sled is on the same wavelength as that. Like he has a ton of injury situation right now. Running back wise is super tough for him right now. You know, like Absolutely. Ouch. If he, yeah. If he can if he can just get through the next couple of weeks and, and get a couple wins and get his running backs healthy, he's gonna Man. be dangerous. Yes, but he's you know Oof. like he's got to. That's got to happen get, though. That's got to yeah, happen. Yeah, I mean he's he's got to get through the next couple of weeks. It's going to be super tough for him. And then, you know, I think the Hasmans is probably two, um, just because I I think he had. I just don't know what. Even with the trade, even after the trade, like. I think that like you're writing a lot of production out of guys that you just you just don't know. Like Kamara, I think is going to be great for him. Etn has yes. shown that he's going to be pretty good. So you got two solid running backs. Mostert is he going to stay healthy the whole time? George Pickens, right. like, is he going to continue to produce, or is he going to have kind of an up and down with the way Pittsburgh is playing? So there's still some question marks there, and, I, and then I think that the knuckle push. I mean, having Mahomes and Allen, and then let's not forget, I was looking at it today. Let's not forget, like people are talking about, well, like he has those two quarterbacks who haven't had their bye week yet. He still has Captain Kirk on the bench that he hasn't even had to play yet. Come on, y'all. Okay, so like. Come on, y'all. I mean, if you look at this guy's bench, like for bye weeks and stuff, like he still has Dotson, he still has Najee, he has Tyler Lockett, he has Miles Sanders, he has Brandon Cooks, he has Tyler Higby. Like, it's the most... He has the deepest team in the league right now for when these bye weeks start hitting here towards the later end of the season exactly. to keep his point totals up that, dude, and to put him in a good spot to still be the at least the second-ranked team in the league. That's when things go bonkers. Yeah. Things go crazy. And this is a year where shit is wide open. 100%. And I'm not saying this guy is in that mix. He's not. But the point is he won't maybe have to sink into that mix if no. his depth proves good. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when bye weeks start hitting, when bye weeks start hitting, 
he is still in a really good spot because he has a ton of depth. Like he's the deepest team in the league by far. He's the deepest team in the league. He just has, he just has a lot of plug and play guys that he can go with. And I, it's, it has worked out great. Um, I, I still so far, think, so you know, good. like the has you know, are still going to like, it's hard for me. They may lose one or two, but they're still going to be there at the top. Like, I don't know. Somehow he's just finding ways to like score shit ton of points. I don't know what's going on in the has camp that he's, he's like, having an incredible season. It makes it defies all logic, but I mean, like to sweep congrats, by last I week, guess. I don't know. Like he, he won by 0.9 last week. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like There's he's just finding like ways that, to win. You know, I got to say there, I, I did think one thing this week where I was like, hell yeah, man. It, yeah. it is like if you win this year, I feel good for you actually. Yeah. If you won last year, yeah. I don't like you. But if you yeah. won if you win this year, who doesn't root for you this year? This year yeah. should have been junk for you. Right. And look where you're at. The 100%. only undefeated like, team left. No, I think it's great. I mean, I look. I like he he made a really great trade you know, the other day and it works out great. I think the most interesting aspect moving forward for this year is looking at, because you have, you know, cheeseburger who's five and two, and then you have two, you have three teams at four and three, and then a team at three and four who like, you know, in llama's day, that's like going to be competing. Like his his quarterbacks are fucking terrible, but he has other talent. Like his, his, well, his quarterbacks are terrible. Do you know but what I, has, do you want to know what I think? Tell me. For a guy that look, when this guy's active on the message board, it's a work of it's art. Great. It's a work it's of art. It truly yeah, is. Great. But sometimes sometimes it's for the art and sometimes it's for pumping himself up. Oh, 100%. To convince himself 100%. That that team is ready to roll and is either going to be good or going to be lucky and good. 100%. And sometimes it happens for him. Okay. But I mean, if, this year is not that year. No. I just think, like, for a guy who, like, talked himself up so much and made those deals and then to, like, score 120 points last week, 120 points is not going to get it done this year. Like you Sorry, have to dude. score in the one forties, one fifties and higher. I mean, I was looking at it today actually when I was talking to the sexy. You gotta go one thirty five plus floor for sure. Well think think about this. You have King Slut and Dave Sexy Slut, the two sluttiest teams in the league. Fucking d- so slutty. have both averaged. How do I not think about them every night before I go to bed and I when I wake up? I know my body reacts. <laughs> so they have both averaged 151 points this year, a week, 151 points are averaging a week and they're both four and three. That's how, that's how like, and they're not the, insane. This year has been, they've outscored you know? the has-beens though, or they have not. <sighs> they, well, um, they have both of those teams have outscored the knuckle push and they're not that far behind the, the knuckle push either. has not sc- the knuckle push has 
It's as if the lineup is built to win the weeks. Yeah, which is all you need to do. You, but you in the playoffs, the week that you can. in the yeah, playoffs, gonna be things tough, can man. get dicey. But mm-hmm. it's also a strong lineup. The lineup does not oh, suck. 100%. 100%. I, I think that it's crazy. Like when you look at the tops, because we've talked about it, me and you have talked about this since since the first week of the season, like points are going to matter this year in a big way because you want, like, it's going to come, like, it's going to come down to points when you're talking about three through six for the playoffs. And so, like, if you look at the top four point scores, like if you're looking at the top six teams, four of the six teams are, you know, separated by like, what do we think the twenty to fifty points? I mean, it's. I think there's a strong chance the Hasbins are still at the top. Oh yeah, I think the top three are going to stay the way they are. What is it? Hasbins, knuckle on, push, Hasbins, knuckle push, cheeseburger. Really? I think, I, I think cheeseburger's going to be out. He drops. Yeah, and. Possibly the knuckle push, even. I don't. I just. I don't think the knuckle push. Is well, drop his record all. is good. Yeah, his record will just be from good. A record. Yeah, I mean, his record will be good. Looking at like his schedule and and things like that, the knuckle push, I think, are going to be the second best team, and they may even end up being the first. True. One and two are, are interchangeable. One and may, two are interchangeable, and, and probably not with the highest point total. Yeah, yeah, it would come down to record, but I, you know, it, it depends. But I think that uh, you know, you could have a you could have a team that has the highest point total in the league, and they could be like third or fourth in the in the standings. You know what I mean? Just based yes. off of like the way their schedule has been, like because I was looking at the schedules and stuff this week, and there are some. I mean. Teams are going to have to, it's going to be fucking, it, like the last four weeks of the season are going to be insane. Some teams are running Reading the gauntlet. The Some teams oh, are yeah. running the gauntlet at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely they are. And they're and all of these teams in the top five are playing each other. Yes, it's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. Like it's, and it's that's why, going, and quite honestly, that's why points will matter. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's you, why, you, like, honestly, the knuckle push better pray that this weak strategy pays off enough. Yeah. Because he may I, not be yeah. built for the final weeks considering the trades that have been done. Just yeah, saying. I think that, well, I think that. But he um, won't be out of the playoffs. Oh, no. Like, he's. He, no, but I'm just saying, like, he could. Work his way into a buy or end up farther down than he expected. Yeah, I mean, I like I think just that it, you know what I mean with with the, how close the point totals are right now. Like you are going to have to like he can end up like happen, fourth. Well, even if you happen to like if you know? if some of these teams end up having to lose if they lose a game or two along the way, you you got better hope that you scored a, a shit ton of points while you did it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you've got to hope that you scored 140, 150 points with your loss Put instead of 100, 120 points. Right. And Put lose. Fight. Yeah, because this, this, the schedules towards the end of this season are insane. 
teams are going to be running the gauntlet. I, almost all of those top five teams are playing each other going. And that's why I think like seats three through six are going to be, I mean, you know, like you gotta, you gotta hope that, you know, cause the one, I just don't think you know, total points is indicative right now. There's too many trades. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody's right. Like I want to see, I want to see what the point total is weeks 10, 11, and 12. You know what I mean? Because that's when you're going to see everybody at their best. Trade deadline will be done. Yes. This is what the teams that everybody's going with. What do those point totals look like? You know, I'll have to say, too, this will be when I'm looking to see kind of what the waiver wire is doing and seeing if Mm -hmm. in future years, would it maybe prove true to have the rosters a little slimmer to make things more interesting? Because that's the time of the year that it would matter. I have been a proponent of making less bench spots. Do you think that has to make better managers or worse managers? In my mind, it has to make more decisive, better managers. Probably. Well, yeah, because you you only have so many roster spots, you have to make the right decisions. Can't just stash a guy to stash a guy. It could leave you pinned against a wall, too. Yeah, because, I mean, if you go look at the waiver wire. Nothing of your own making, even. If you go look at the waiver wire right now, you're not finding anything right now. Nothing. No, it's, it, yeah. Nothing. It's there is de- nothing on desolate. the waiver wire. It's it's very there's Halloween. Nothing, there's nothing there. Like it's so very like Halloween you, vibes. Yeah. Like if you want some depth, if you want to try and get guys to like plug some holes for your bye weeks, you better make a trade now. Because that's why I think the knuckle push is in such a great spot because they have so much depth. Neither one of his court, like both of his quarterbacks fall on different weeks or buys. So he can play Kirk cousins in both of those bye weeks. Yes. He has Which is plenty. Not much of a downgrade. Oh no. Kirk cousins. Kirk cousins is going to get you 20 points and that's all you need, especially in a bye week situation plus for sure. hundred percent. So, you know, like, and he has other roster spots on the bench that he can fill with guys for bye weeks like that are going to be serviceable. Whereas like some of these other teams, like look at like, if you look at what, like, I don't, I'm sure nobody really noticed, but looking at what King slut did this past week, like he ended up having to pick up Deontay Foreman on Sunday morning and was able to get 30 points out of him. But that wasn't your hope was just to get 10. You know what I mean? Like, Right, like there, right. there's a lot, a lot of injuries at that running you, back position, and it's you're tough to go find whether somebody. there's like much of a plan in right. that camp. Right. Well, like, they just it's like just, flying by the seat of their pants, which you know, yeah, I think is pretty, a very much a trademark of that camp. Oh, hundred percent. You know, kind of toss whatever you toss whatever yeah. you got in the old Instapot and see. You know, that's right. Right. Let, right. Her, let it cook he just, up. He just, goes week to, he just goes week to week, looks at the landscape, and just whatever he needs to do that week, that's what he does. Set it and forget it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, that's exactly right. But, like, there's just, there's just, I, I would be, I think I would be very open 
to having less roster spots. Because if you yeah. look at it, we've we've yes. talked about how great the not trading one and two round picks have done for the league. And yes. having the HJ invitational oh, yes. has added a yes. little bit of a fun a fun element to the league. Hey. Um it makes the end having, matter. Right. I think have and that leading to like the pick of picks for drafts or even if that yes. if how that ended went to how the draft order was or however they, you know, they want it, you know, the league wants to go about doing that. But like adding this next element of saying, okay, instead of 16 roster spots, we have 13. You know what I mean? And so now like you gotta be, you gotta be like real careful with how you draft and plan this shit out. And then on how you go about who to pick up, when to pick them up, how you're going to do it, things dude, like you're that. You're going to have to look up a drop ad plan with like, yeah. uh, dude, point means and shit. Well, no longer will you Jesus be able to have Christ. these teams that uh, have two defenses, right? You're not wasting one of those roster spots on an extra defense. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple teams that you look at the roster, they got two yeah. defenses. You can't do that if you're. Some teams have you two defenses right now. That is correct. That's that is correct. That is offensive. That's that's correct. We're, so I think at the very you least, be able to you, I think at the very least, you drop one roster spot. See how it goes. Number one, people should not be like, "Oh, I'm going to hang on to this deep." I don't think yeah. defenses make that much of a difference. I don't either. They do not. The dispar- well, point disparities. Look at the look point disparities. Hey, uh, just because you feel like you hit a couple times a year doesn't just justify the point disparity of sacrificing a roster spot for a defense. Well, that's why I have been crazy. A, that's why I've been on the camp of getting rid of the defensive roster spot. I'm a fan. There's no need for it. Like it doesn't. It doesn't impact. Week to week, no. Like, and it's more have, exciting like, to have kickers be the points. Well, and do you really want to cost the team a championship because their defense didn't score enough points? Like, yeah. this is fantasy right. football. This isn't real football. It's called fantasy for a reason. Like, it's, it's the, not. It's the only baseball-like you know? rule in fantasy football, which makes it not great. Yeah. Every other like, rule is about scoring points. Because think about it, the the not the scoring points the, isn't an option. I'm just saying, right? King Slut last week's defense got him negative two points, and he still scored 180 points or whatever it was last week. So, like, is the defense really that like, you know, right. uh, you might have a defense that scores yeah. 20 points in a week, but like. Then you know, what? overall for the then season, what? like it, yeah, like overall for the season, it doesn't really impact that much. So I wouldn't no. be against getting rid of that roster spot and then getting and, and looking at potentially shortening the rosters. Um, but yeah, let's oh, uh, let's do this. Let's, yes, yes, yes. Let's uh, let's take a break. Oh, oh yeah, uh, dude, regroup. I'm parched. We'll regroup. Uh, we do have a special guest tonight. Excited about this. Um, Buckle up, buddy. We have we still have so much to cover um, from this week and beyond. 
so we'll, we'll, we'll take a quick break. This is the Fieldhouse Frenzy. We'll be right back. Oh, wicked fumble. I stumble. You tumble. I crumble. That was a selection from I Really Dropped the Ball by Pierce Strummer. That's me. If you like that, you will absolutely love my new book, Ghouls in the Goal Zone, Curse Verses, and a Scary Hail Mary. All Hallows' Eve has set upon us. The crunch of the leaves and the chill in the air can mean only one thing. To ease your frights, the family can read a few fantasy football poems which are absolutely spellbinding. Feel free to visit my website, www.thehandthatwrites.net to purchase a few loose-leaf bound volumes filled with Halloween, All Souls Day, Dio de Miratos, and National Black Cat Day all mixed in a wicked fancy football stew for a modest fee of $17.74. You can purchase A Nightmare on Elm Cleat, I Vaunt to Sack Your Quarterback, and my personal favorite, Double Double Toil and Fumble. See you in the words. you think i love it you know absolutely like, love it you know, about I mean, your life think about it you know think about it right? yeah. i'm not really sure what the meaning of that song is i'll have to look it up i guess well you know, hello you have to look it up hello <laughs> hello Oh, you know exactly who it is. I can't tell from the voice. It was only a brief moment. Huh. Uh. Never mind, T. He's like a good stroke. There's the da- We're on the down pump. <laughs> like a good stroke. I'm just saying. Maybe he'll show himself on the next up pump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Is that the official name? Could be. <laughs> you're saying you're not sure either. I'm not sure. Ah, me either, man. God, it's sure. like it felt right though. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it did feel right. Where do we begin if this guy is actually well, here? here? That's what I want. We have know. a we have a special guest. 
Let's bring on. We right. got him. We finally got him. It took hey, us. Took a minute. Took a minute. Took a couple weeks to make it happen, but we're making it happen. We hey, have. We're so happy. The new commissioner of the league. He's on with us today. Commission, welcome to the Fieldhouse Frenzy. How are you doing? Welcome, sir. Doing well. You guys sound youthful and exuberant. We're excited to have you. We might not look like that, but we sound like it. (laughs) We're excited. We're excited (laughs) to have you aboard. Let's 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 dive right into it. Oh, yeah. We've got a couple. We're we're in week week eight of the season. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I know that you had a lot of things that you wanted to address coming into the season. There was some some you know at, we were at the draft. There was a lot of rule changes that you wanted to try to implement. You had the new super flex involved. How do you think the first seven weeks have gone under your regime as commissioner? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the league is off to a, a great start right now. Um, a lot of competitive teams, competitive balance and, and parity could be a little bit of an issue long-term if we don't course correct on, I think a few things, um, season over season, but it seems like everybody's having a good time. Message board seems like it's going well. People are winning. People are losing. People are stocking up for next year. I think everybody's making progress towards something. Um, and, uh, you know, we're in the wet zone. All right now, I think love I the Wetzel. Yeah. I love the Wetzel. Let me let me follow up by asking. You just made reference to trying to course correct on some things for you know season to season. Could you elaborate a little bit more on on what that would look like and and what you kind of mean by that? Well, I think we've got to let the season fully unfold, but I think. Uh, um, you know, with your close affiliation with the, with the legal office, I, I think, uh, you know, good a place to announce a few things or at least a few intentions. Um, you know, I, I don't know that, and these are things that could just work themselves out with competitive balance. There's been a lot of trades this year, a lot of upfront trades, a lot of who's who, um, you know, going on right now. Um, might like to see that timeline elongate a little bit, but I do like everybody's aggressiveness, both, both buyer and seller. Um, but we do have, I think, several teams kind of out of, out of competition, just trying to stay out of last, maybe half the league at this point. So, you know, there's a chance that the velocity on some of these trades, uh, you know, in future seasons could, could uh, slow a bit, um, keep people in it a little longer, but, uh, but I do like uh, the product that's, that's coming out with our top six teams. Exciting to watch. Um, you know, and then I think, you know, we, we just want to keep the camaraderie going, um, you know, as, as best we can, um, seems like shows going well, uh, leagues going well. It's definitely going to be an exciting finish. Don't know how it's going to finish, but it's going to be an exciting finish this year. Um, you know, so you know, league office is pretty happy, but you know, long term, maybe slow the trades down just a little bit, and then let's just keep the positive energy going. And uh, you know, we've we've had a few things crop up here and there, but I think the league is has really uh, you know come together. So um, you know, we're excited about that. Commissioner's Jenna feels like it's going well, and. Uh, you know, just a few tweaks here and there, but you know, she's running pretty smooth. Would you like to see, um, you know, kind of referencing, you know, the volume of trades, especially early on with teams like, you know, kind of not maybe not quote unquote giving up, but definitely making trades. A lot of trades were made 
early in the season. Now, would you like to see something happen to where there's like a trading window where like you can only trade from weeks, you know, let's say the trade deadline is week 10 and you can only make trades from weeks six through 10. Is that kind of what you're maybe trying to drive to where you would see like, okay, we have you, you're now entering the, the trading window. Here's what, here's what the, you know, here's what you can and can't do within the, that window. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I feel like the, the, you know, the, the timeline you kind of cited there might be a little bit aggressive. I, I think the, the, the trading activity is certainly exciting. You know, teams are changing. Everybody's got an opportunity to be in it. I think at this point, you know, I think everybody opted in kind of to the group group that they're in. Right. Um, you know, in, in one way or another, I don't think injuries or anything necessarily took, took anybody out of it. There might've been a couple folks, but I think if we do anything, um, you know, and again, this, this could be just one of those one-off years, a little different. We just want to enjoy it, you know, but, uh, you know, perhaps maybe, a, a you know, uh, some sort of, uh, restrictions on the, the kind of the outer ends of things. So maybe, you know, no, no pre first game, no, no pre kickoff, you know, no, right. uh, you know, that sort of thing, maybe, or, or something, if anything, you know, and again, uh, you know, time will tell, but, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting finish, even if, you know, uh, you know, a number of teams aren't, aren't necessarily pursuing that. And I think folks are going to have to look at a little bit of their intermediate goals as well. So, Hey, build for next year, but maybe make a little noise this year, see if you can get a Cinderella story or something in there. But, uh, you know, there might be a few of those storylines on unfolding, but, um, yeah, yeah. Maybe just limit it just a little bit on, on the ends, but again, we'll, we'll see, uh, that, that could very well not be necessary at all. So and I think that, I think that, yeah, like trading, cause you would like to see more stock being put into the draft. And I think that's why the league had really made strides to, to eliminate trading first and second round picks. So everybody was invested in the draft, no matter what their season was prior right is like still being invested into your season even though you may have traded your third through seven picks like you still have those first two rounds so your season isn't over i mean look at the has-beens right they went for it last year now they're they're undefeated right now so i i do think it's an interesting i think it's an interesting conversation to have though about having a trade window Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not having like, you know, just only four weeks that you can make trades, but trying to eliminate those, those trades, you know, weeks zero through three or four, even just to see yeah. like, okay, like let's see where everybody is and let's try to keep everybody competitive longer right. to see where like, just to put a little bit more stress on the draft, because I think that this year's draft talking, we've talked about it. We've talked with a lot of league members um, this was the best draft experience, the best draft by adding that super right. flex. It's, it was right. the best draft this league has had. And I think putting more That's emphasis sad. on the draft, you know, like let's see what happens in the first four or five weeks. And then you can start making trades and seeing if you want to go for it. I think it's not a bad, I think it's something that's never been brought up before because I think that we typically start out with a season where it's like, everybody's in it. And then you kind of get to that top heavy aspect at certain point in the season. Um, But maybe trying to close that window a little bit more to keep people a little bit more competitive longer in the season. It's not something that's been talked about prior, but 
I think it's not a bad conversation to have. Right. Yeah. Maybe something we explore and, and, uh, you know, we'll certainly be looking to, to you guys as, as old heads of the league, you know, and, and kind of, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to kind of sort that out, but yeah, I agree. It, it, it's an interesting concept. And I, you know, I think the, the goal being, uh, you know, some, some prolonged parody, you know, a little bit, a little bit longer and, and give people more of a shot. And, 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 uh, you know, who knows that could, that could, le- that could be, um, you know, kind of having some requirements around trying to keep people, you know, in it, you know, they keep them interested a little longer. Uh, there could be, uh, you know, instead of stick, maybe a carrot on the other end of that, you know, maybe there are some things we can explore. Um, you know, I won't, I won't say the K word. I'm not sure we can even talk about that until, you know, next year's <laughs> draft, but you know, maybe there's, maybe there's some of those sorts of things that keep people interested a little longer, maybe, um, you know, maybe, maybe consolation, uh, you know, aspects can be, uh, can be changed or, you know, things like that, that, uh, can keep people in a little longer. Yeah, Cause I think that, um, you know, I think, I think everybody would agree that they want to see more balanced competitiveness for as long as possible throughout the season. Right. I just think it makes interest more interesting season if you don't have like because we've talked about it. We talked about it last week with Cheeseburger. The owner of Cheeseburger was in last week about um, in years past. It's kind of been like okay, we know that these two teams are probably going to be in the finals unless something crazy happens. Whereas like this year, you have five teams that like you can pick and say this team could win. Like you can right. make a case for five teams. It would be great to be able to say, you know, you look at, you got eight teams or nine teams competing for six spots to get to the playoffs because it's so competitive. Um, I think like there should be, I think there, there is a good conversation to have on how it could be remedied to keep people away from trading everything early in the season. I think that's a good conversation to have if, if, this league wants to continue to evolve moving right. forward. Right. I agree. I agree. We want to keep people in it longer. And, and, you know, I think uh, there's probably at least one team out there that, you know, you, t- you talked about that five or six, that could really push and, and have a shot to win it. Um, you know, or at least look so at this juncture, you never know in this league. Right. But um, you know, we, we, uh, you know, I, I could, I could see us, uh, you know, trying to, like you said, expand that into into eight, um, and, and I think that just... yeah, I, I yeah, I I think that uh, I think it's definitely some conversations that uh, should be had in the off season as far as like you know because I think that making strides with the trades and kind of limiting when people can trade like like the draft picks that people can trade. I think that not being able to trade your first two picks is a great place to be. I don't think it needs to be more than that. I think that's a good spot to be in. I mean, if you, you know, if they decided that they wanted to do the first three rounds, I don't think it would like cause chaos or anything like that. I just think that when you're talking about value of players and trades, you kind of have to not go much more in the rounds because then it's going to limit because now you're not evaluating players properly and making trades. Um, 
when that happens. And maybe that eliminates a lot of the trades like you talked about. I don't know. It's a great conversation to is have. That the like where that's is going. the hope is to, to drive down the number of trades. That's your hope? I th- my personal opinion is I, I think to, to slow um, you know, to slow the, the progression of trades in a season, right? I think, you know, if I were looking at it and again, time will tell, you know, history could prove me wrong, you know, and, and either way, I think it's an exciting rest of the season. Um, you know, but I, I think if we just slowed that down a little bit, um, you know, I, cause my bet is there's at least one team out there that, that probably had a better shot than they thought they did. And, you know, and maybe that they kind of got out pretty quick. So, you know, but, uh, um, yeah, I just like to slow it down. I, I think if it, you know, but again, we'll, we'll see. It's exciting as it is. Um, but again, the deeper it goes and the deeper people are into it, the more storylines you get and the more things there are to kind of tune into. So that'd be, you know, that'd be good. We can kind of keep people more in it to around the deadline. Um, you know, keep them engaged. Oh, you're saying like, we do like a special cast. Uh, well, I just think, just that, I, just, uh, Ooh. I think that, uh, I think you're right, though. Like, try, I, I think if there was a way that we could keep teams more, because I think what happens is, and I think you see this with a couple teams, I think you have some people that wait to make their trades. They kind of let the dust settle and, like, make the trades. And then you have those teams that are kind of reactionary mm-hmm. traders. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for instance, I'm a reactionary puker. If I see somebody puke, I'm gonna puke. Okay, it just happens. Legend, legend. It's just, it's yep. just gonna happen, right? So I'm I think like you that see... with theft. <laughs> <laughs> if I see somebody stealing, I'm gonna steal. I think that uh, some teams say, okay, well, this team just went out and got X, Y, and Z. I need to go and do something similar or bigger. So I'm gonna do this, and then it, it's like a chain reaction of. It just blows up because you see it where like week to week, you have those weeks where there's like four trades and then there's another two or three trades. It just snowballs, you know, there's not like here's one trade this week. Here's one or two trades this week. You know, it's not spread out. It's all clustered, you know, because people are trying to one up the other. Right. Um, Do we consider that that good or bad? Is that good or is that bad? I don't think that it's good or bad. Right. I feel well, like in years past, we would say, fantastic activity. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't want the activity to stop. I don't, I'm not saying it's good or bad, but I think what happens I is right. okay. I want right. teams to, maybe I want to see teams evaluate their teams better. Well, that might be, you know, that <laughs> might be a fair point. Because I, th- I just think that teams give up on themselves too early. Because Do you, you diminish certain elements. Do you diminish certain elements of the, the the league and the season and the fantasy football experience? Just for a moment. Do you you know, you do add some nice, really exciting things, particularly for, you know, half the league. And then the other half of the league is going to be very excited at the draft next year because they're going to have a bunch of picks early, right? So, right. The, so there's a little bit of a, a euphoria in it. But do you diminish the draft? You know, one one as a potential example. I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other. But do you do you diminish the draft? Do you diminish 
those players that are, you know, kind of your wide receiver threes, you know, or wide receiver twos that you speculated on your sleepers, your guys that are your, you know, 12th round pick because by week, you know, six, for example, your team is markedly different has, you know, maybe, you know, three to six different players, of uh, uh, additional players of impact on them. Uh, and, and now you're starting, you know, if you're not starting a strong wide receiver two in your second flex spot, you know, you're, you're, you know, at a competitive disadvantage. So does it, does it take away a little bit of the meaning of the draft with it unfolding so fast? And I don't, I don't feel that personally. I don't, I don't know if the league office is really saying it feels that, but like, you know, are, are we, you know, are we taking away the guys that were the long shots that paid off, like the really great waiver moves that that changed things, you know, because I, I look at it now and there's a couple of waiver moves, you know, but but for the most part, it's it's been the trade activity that's really driving the the team. So, you know, there there might be a, a little bit that the league could miss out on year over year if um, it played out this way every time. And that might be those sleepers and, and you know, wow. some of the impact of the draft and some of that. I completely agree with you because I think, and it's been my personal opinion for years now, is I take a lot of stock in the draft. Right. I think the draft is one of the most important aspects of the season. Now, I will say, like, the in-game, in-season activity is also very huge as far as waiver wire, trades, things like that. And I love seeing trades. I love seeing trades. Yeah. I think we've had it in years past where there was, like, no trades, and it's Boring. Buying is pretty different, boring. Though. Buying yeah. is yes. different, though. Right, right, one hundred percent. I like I like seeing trades, but I would I would also like to see. I would like to see that, like I want more. Like I like I said, I want teams in it longer. I want people to evaluate their teams a little better than just like saying, okay, well I'm two and four now, so I'm going to completely right. trade everything away, even though there's 10 right. more weeks of the season. Right. Right. You know does, what I mean? Does keepers do something like that to it too. I'm just tossing that out there. Maybe it's, it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. I, I feel like it gives people another lever to pull. It might just be another, you know, trade vehicle, if you will. Right. People starting to say, Hey, I've got this guy that's that wide receiver to you, but I'd like your wide receiver to you or somebody that I might be able to keep, or let me give you three or four players for that. So it might actually, uh, you know, a- add to that effect, but you know, and, and I, I don't know for sure. That's my speculation, but you know, I think at the end of the day, we might, we might be talking about just a couple of weeks, you know? So if let's say right. every, you took every trade in the league and you moved it back two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. does that change the excitement? Probably not. I mean, well, maybe some of that rush of getting a lot of trades and, you know, the, the, the stuff, you know, but, but look, you know, we might be trading a little bit up front for, for, you know, a little bit later for a little bit up front. So, you know, we might get to the point where <clears throat> there's not a lot of movement, right? Because a lot of these teams that are in that upper echelon, they don't have a lot of draft capital to give. Right. And, and if, if they do, it's usually not a lot of uh, consequence at this, at this stage. Right. And, and look, if you traded away a third and fourth, you don't want to get rid of that fifth. If you traded away your, you know, third, fourth and fifth, you don't want to get rid of that sixth. So eventually you start saying, Hey, I, I'm not really looking to move, you know, much. I don't, I don't have a lot to move, you know? And, and um, is this the death um, spiral? Is that down. what you're describing? The death spiral. I don't think a death spiral. I mean, I think we're all gonna we're all gonna tune in and and wonder, you know, with with what's going on. And I think there are probably 
you know, maybe a few trades out there that are going to need to be balanced, but, but address needs, right. You can't trade future for today or vice versa, right. It'll have to be very like, I need this, you need that. So mm-hmm. I still think there's, you know, some, some of that like complimentary trade, like truly complimentary trades, um, you know, that, that could come up. And and I think we're going to watch the five or six teams that are really in it. And, you know, the one or two others that, you know, have a chance to make a push, uh, you know, we're, we're going to watch and it's going to be great, but um, I don't think it's a death spiral. I just, I think it, you know, we might see a little bit of a slowdown, you know? So, yeah, I just think that uh, I agree with you, but because I, I, when I look at it sitting right now, there's only a few more trades that could probably be made for the right. rest of the season. There's only, there's only so many guys that are still left to actually be worth trading for. Right. And then you look at what, what is to come for the rest of the season. You have, you have probably, you have five teams that are just not competitive. Right. Okay. And now you have, you have six to seven teams next year. It's going to be awfully tough for them to be competitive next year because they've traded away so much. So now like we've been, we've been down this road before, right? Where you have teams that you have five or six teams, seven teams that go all in. And then you turn around next year and it's like, okay, well, these teams don't care next year because they don't have anything to care about. So it's like, I hate to see that from a season standpoint. I hate to see that just because I love, I think it's going to be super interesting on how this season unfolds because you have seven teams right now really competing and going for it. And somebody's going to be left out. And then you're going to have four teams that don't win it who very easily could win it. You right. know, and so like you're, there's going to be heartbreak. There's going to be teams that should win it that aren't going to win it, and things like that. It's going to be an exciting finish. Right. But then, like, then you look at next year and you're like, oh, right. you know. I and so I, be, I think it can be leveraged into a cycle. I, you know, I don't know what you all think, and I'm sure you've done as much thinking about it as as any of us. But, um, uh, you know, I, I would say that, um, I'm sorry, I was a little distracted by our audio there. I think we had some audio That's okay. corner. Um, uh, but I think it's a three-year cycle. So I think folks that yeah. go in this year will, you know, be able to take another swing at it. They won't have maybe that super team, but they'll have that if they draft, you know, well in the picks that they have and they, they get aggressive with trades again, you know, they can, they can work themselves into that top four or five group, give themselves a good shot. And then year three is usually just tragedy, Yeah. Um, you know? And, and so, you know, but I, but I think the thing that's got to happen a little bit with the league and, and, you know, they're, you know, is they're going to have to take a look you know, I think certain league members are going to have to take a look and say, Hey, do I want a shot to go for it two out of every three years? You know, because a lot of the, the folks that are aggressive with trades, um, you know, there, there is some benefit to that. So there's, there's gotta be a little bit of balance on the other side. Um, you know, where, where people want to even it out a little bit, want to be a little bit more strategic with their trades, probably to, to slow that down, but you know, we'll see how it plays out over, but, uh, I, I, I look at it a lot of times the three year cycle, you see that like, like with the has-beens, right? Like if you play your cards, right. And you get aggressive again, a year that you weren't necessarily supposed to be, um, you know, really in it, um, you know, you can, you can be in it and you can have a chance and, and, you know, maybe with a few vulnerabilities, 
Um, you know, but you can put yourself alongside, you know, a, a you know, a, a knuckle push that, uh, you know, that kind of had a lot of those picks loading up and, and, you know, can, can put yourself in uh, a similar spot and have some success. So, you know, but eventually that, that crashes down. So I think the competitors, I, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was, was, was going to say, I think, I think at a certain point, the competitors on the bottom half of the league are probably going to look at it and say, Hey. Maybe I want to, maybe I want a piece of this aggressive trade action on the other end, you know, and maybe I'd like to go for it, you know, every couple of years instead of right. you know, get out, you know, every, every yeah. year, you know, kind of, kind of playing it for tomorrow every time, you know, it's like maybe, maybe they'll want to uh, taste a little bit, uh, you know, the other side of the coin and that'll, that'll help balance it out a little bit too. I have just, just one final subject to talk about prior to uh, getting to our picks for this week um, is mm. we talked about it a little bit before you came on uh, because we, we were kind of touching on this a little bit of like teams not being competitive anymore and, and kind of how we balance this out. And a couple of things we talked about was one potentially getting rid of uh, like the defense or uh, defense and kicker roster spots maybe adding another a, a, like a flex spot and then also um, shortening like, like um, not having as many overall roster spots. So instead of having 16 going to like 15 or 14 or 13 so that there is more waiver wire activity, yeah. there's something to go get because right now, if you look at the waiver wire, there just isn't anything there. Yeah. Right. Does that diminish um, the draft too much? Right. Yeah, I, you know, uh, does the Rob? I'm sorry, matter? but right? No, no, no. This is good. This is this is a great question. Oh, this is why. Yeah, this is you know. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's. Wasn't trying to cut guy. you off, but right? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. no, this is a this is a this is a great question. So, um, you know, so just just playing it back, you're saying, you know, does it diminish the draft that there are maybe too many bench spots? Um. I would say there might be something there, you know, because I do look at the waiver wire and look, I, I, we've all looked at the waiver wire before, you know, me from the, the commissioners, uh, you know, suite or whatever you guys, you know, from the broadcast booth, you know, we, we've all looked at it and said, there's, there's nobody on waivers. We've all been at that point where we're like, ah, oh, waivers are just trash. You know, it's all done. I should have spent my budget earlier sort of thing, you know, or these teams should have, should have got more aggressive up front. Maybe they'd have gotten that guy, you know? Um, but somehow, you know, when I think that, um, you know, a lot of times all of a sudden, you know, a couple of weeks later, there's some guy that, you know, nobody, nobody thought about. And I'm, I'm thinking of one right now out there, um, you know, that, that the league office knows about and, um, you know, it could be nothing, but, but maybe it could be a real piece. And, and so, um, you know, but I, I think here's something there. We definitely need to look at, um, now, kicker and defense, it's, it's a it's a it's a well-rounded game, right? It, it keeps you on all three phases of it, you know. Even if it's a little bit, does create a little bit of variability, right? Like that's that's different. Saying, hey, if I get a good defense or something like that, or you know, and and there's some difference between you know what you see on the stat sheet and and what happens out on the field, you know, that they can be exploited, um, you know. So it kind of provides a little bit of an X factor, but. Um, I definitely think we should take a look at the off season, do a study on it, say, Hey, do we need to, to change the composition here potentially? Um, you know, but again, uh, those might be opposing forces, right? So shortening the bench and making another spot, um, could put us right back where we started, right? If we have another like roster spot that's active, 
Um, even if we have less bench, so there's more guys out there, you know, everybody's going to be trying to get those good guys so that they can, they can plug them in there and the, and there's going to be a lot more attention paid. And, and so you might not see people carrying guys that they might not otherwise carry, but, uh, you know, I like both premises and I think we need to take a look, um, you know, certainly going into, uh, you know, rules voting and rules changes, uh, next year. Now, is there anything on the table that the league offices talked about, uh, because obviously we're past the halfway mark of the regular season. Is there anything that has um, kind of been talked about in the league office as far as some potential rule changes that are kind of already being discussed of, of trying to be implemented um, for next year? You know, I think we've, we've talked about a couple, but, you know, honestly, the league's running pretty smoothly at this point. You know, I mean, there's, there's a couple of things we can always be looking to enhance and some of those things we talked about, like maybe some, you know, some minor guide rails around, you know, trades or some incentives or disincentives to, you know, to, you know, to, to increase the velocity of your trade, push it up, up in the, uh, you know, in the, in the first few weeks or even preseason, I think at this point. Um, you know, but, uh, but leagues run pretty smoothly. So we're going to, we're going to keep our ears open. You know, most of our best ideas come from, uh, you know, league, league owners, league members. And so, um, you know, I'm sure there'll be a couple things to be talked about. Uh, I think we hit on most of the ones, uh, at least in the commissioner's office kind of radar, uh, you know, at this point. Awesome. Dean, do you, do you have anything before, uh, we, we get to some sweet picks? Well, I guess so. Um, you know, uh, number one, uh, favorite trade of this year. Mm. Mm. Favorite trade of this year. Honestly, the commissioner's office is, is caught a little flat-footed because the the amount of trades. Sure. Yeah. Trades. Okay, we'll, cir- we'll circle back. To- we'll circle... Yeah, we'll, say, we'll, right? we'll circle not back to that. Okay, best dressed. Best dressed at the draft. Uh, you know, was this was this pre? Keep in mind, there is a best body time, so. category. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 commissioner's office is is proud of bodies of all the owners of the league. And, um, you know, there were certainly some, some people you could tell they'd spent a lot of time in the gym. Uh, you know, I think, I think as a group, I would, I would put the fitness of our league up against any other league. Um, you know, a few dad bods in there, but that's understandable. You know, um, we enjoy, mm. so, um, but y'all look great in a hot tub. That's what I'd say. Love that. That's okay. a great answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Dean, let's do some picks. I'm ready. If you're ready, we're, we're ready. We're ready. Let's rock. Let's do some picks. You want the commissioner in on this? Oh, 100%. What? No, okay. please don't leave. Please. Just you gotta, yeah, you got to get in on these picks. We all know the first one. Here we go. I'll be seeking virtual insanity v the has-beens. <sighs> has-beens have, have been an underdog in almost every game. They played this year. Yeah. And he's got some new weapons coming. He's got some new weapons coming. So that's, that's definitely going to be understated. um, Yeah. It's definitely something to to look at as far as um, I'm going has been making that pick. Um, 
I think with with the trades that came and and what he has this week as far as matchups go and things like that, I'm, I'm going to go with the Hasmans. I think he has a huge week. Let me see here. The commissioner is navigating to his. No, take your time. Special spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, take your time. And his prepared spreadsheet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For Take his picks. Okay. Interesting. The notes portion. Okay, let's look at this. So inbound this. is Camara, Burrow, and Stroud. Mm-hmm. I do apologize. It won't take. No, you're fine. Time. We want you to. So great. You're so Yeah, great. we want you to take your time and make sure you, you have what you need. To a Herbert. I mean, this is, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I, I really do. I just think that uh, has been with with a couple of new weapons and right. You know, I think this is, and so we're we're going to have who we're going to have plugging in here. We're going to have Camara and what Stroud, and, and probably Stroud. I would like, think you're not going to go with with. Burrow against. Yeah, and Mostert comes out. Mostert comes out. No, I think he probably keeps Mostert in. Oh, yeah. He puts uh, oh, yeah, he does have in the uh, flex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's Burrow versus San Francisco or Stroud. Yeah, so you got to like Stroud probably there. Um, you know, I hate to say this, guys, but uh, the X factor here might be uh, the the situation in. It, it appears to be that that's a really win this week. Derrick Henry's going to have to have a good week, and I'm mm-hmm. not with the quarterback situation there. Um, that there he's gonna he's gonna get that. So you know, I'm 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 gonna go with the Hasmans on this one. Uh, yeah, it's a close one though for sure. Yeah. On to the next. On to the next. Next, we have the Doghouse V, Dave's Sexy Slut. Dave's Sexy Slut also with some new talent rolling in for this week's game. Absolutely. And I'll vote Um, early and I say Dave's. uh, I'm not sure... The doghouse scores a hundred points the rest of the year. The doghouse has executed its ejection plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the sexy the slut. Yeah, I'm going to go with the sexy slut and a landslide victory there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like a good upset, but I'm not betting the farm on it this week. This Definitely. is not an upset. Dave sexy. No. Yeah, exactly. The slut will uh, will likely prevail here. On to the next. On to the next. On on to the next. Here we go. Um, here we go. We have Bulls v Dave's dubious dubious team. <laughs> you know what? Both teams coming off of a win. 
right? The day's right. dubious team win last week, right? Right. They won last week. I tell you what, the Bulls have put up a a lot of points over the last couple of weeks. Um, this is actually going to be an interesting game because does uh, is Olave going to be out of jail by the time we'll this see. game starts? We'll so see. I don't think he's playing. Um, so having to try and put another guy in, uh, you know, is going to be tough um, for the Bulls. Um, but I still think he wins this game. I'm going to go with the Bulls. Maybe Dave, like, you know, is really good when he's just, like, high on stuff. Yeah. But we'll never know. I'm going to go with the Bulls. It's a good I'm gonna the- go, I'm going to go slight upset uh, with Dave's dubious okay. team. I'm going right. to say that the... Uh, the Rishi Rice, Jordan Addison, maybe even yeah. a sprinkle of Tyler Algier might get him over the hump. Okay, Mac Jones is gonna have to be throwing. So that's right. The game flow would suggest that Mac Jones <laughs> is gonna have to have a big game. Well said. All right, next knuckle push v backfield. I'm going knuckle push. I'm gonna. Uh... Now, here's what I will say. Here's what I'll say. I, I am going to go with. I am going to go with the Noka Push because I, I think they're the best, most complete team in the league. Um, but I will say is that the two guys that are coming back in the trade for backfield penetration are, are going to put up some numbers with mm-hmm. with that coming over, Nakua coming over. So I don't think this is going to be as big of a blowout as as what it might seem. Um, Gibbs is going to have a big day against the Raiders. Um, he's going to get a ton of, ton of touches. Um, so I don't think it's going to be as big of a blowout as one would think, but I still going to go with the knuckle push. All right. Yeah, I agree. I, I certainly agree. I, I think, uh, um, but backfield penetration, uh, is certainly one of those teams that, um, you know, has made some moves and is, and is going to get a little better. Um, and and you know has a chance to make some noise and and uh, maybe grab a grab a playoff spot and you know make some make some uh, uh, you know make some noise. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I I mean I I think that he he with the deal that he made, I still think he's going to be competitive. I still think he can put up a good amount of points, but I I'm still going to go with knuckle push but maybe not as big of a blowout as, as we think. Yeah, well said. Yes, absolutely. And that brings us to Cheeseburger v. Provocateur. Should I go first? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go All ahead. right, fine. This might be blowout of the week. Mm-hmm. This might be blow out of the week. Maybe. If I, this I, is a tough week for a provocateur. We will see what happens, but if I had to vote first, I'm going cheeseburger. I'm going to go with cheeseburger as well, just based off of and talent I'm sorry. versus talent. Talent versus talent, I think that you got to go with Cheeseburger. However, 
I still think that uh, the provocateur still has some guys that can score some points. Um, I just don't think that he is going to be able to score enough points unless somebody like really goes off. Like he's going to have to have like a really big production out of like two guys to to keep this thing close. And I just I just don't think he has. I'm going to go cheeseburger. Yeah, weapons aren't there. You know, I I think there's a there's a few folks on cheeseburger that are they're overdue for some some blow up games. You know, I'm thinking about you know Lawrence and Ridley and, and Chase and you know Walker the third is capable. Yeah, you know, we can have a big game. Kelsey, uh, you know, obviously uh, Taylor, you're only expecting to go up a little bit. Um, you know, strong kicker, strong defense. You know, you you get a you get a second, uh, you know, QB one in there. Um, maybe maybe a little stronger. You know, one of those top flight guys. I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, you know somebody who's got a chance to be there. Uh, you know, certainly in the final final four yeah. or final game. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, sir. Well said. Agreed. And and I think that brings us to our final game. Yep. Showing up does. Llama. Showing up does. Llamas v. King Slut. This is a huge game for both teams. And it is proving to be a good. Not not the game. most ideal start for King Slut, but still productive for a uh, for a Thursday night game. This is probably a, you know, hey, you never know with the NFL, but this feels like a matchup of the week sort of thing, you know, as far as like tight games and you know, really right. down to the wire. This has got all the makings. Health of, I would agree. Health of Brock Purdy. Is that a factor? Yeah, absolutely it is. But then you kind of got a, a a quarterback situation on the other side. Not 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 terrible. Very deep roster. Yeah. If James Cook would have gotten 14 to start, you know, I'm not sure that I'm thinking too much about this, but or as much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. NFL's going to be going King Slut. I was going to say, I'm doing the same. I, I think it's going to come down to, you know, Lamar Jackson having another I'm big game. I'm looking at Kittle, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, Kittle, Kittle being on the team, but, you know, hey, Pacheco's been playing great on the other side. A.J. Brown's been a strong wide receiver. Cup's coming back. You know, Eckler, uh, you know, I have to watch him a little closer. I'm, I'm not, you know, but uh, I know he just got back a couple weeks ago or something, right? D.J. Moore had that enormous game. <laughs> like, there were like two weeks in a row he had 80 points, like, total for, like, over, like, two weeks. It was just, you know, and then... He's been mortal the rest of the time. You got to wonder about uh, the new quarterback situation in Chicago. Yeah, I think that uh, both sides have tough matchups across the board. Um, I think that the King Slut has to have some things go his way from a health standpoint. 
Purdy yeah. being being banged up in the concussion protocol. He, you know, it, you know, is he going to play? Because if not, then you're looking at like an IU who would have to start, but he's going to have a back quarterback throwing. Right. Um, you know, right. say Flowers could potentially be plugged into there. Um, you know, Amari sounds Cooper messy a, though. Sounds messy it is, though. It, it is messy on that side. So oh. you know, on, on the flip side of it, you know, Llamas has has some some tough matchups as well. You know, mm-hmm. Pacheco. You know, it, it, at Denver. Um, right. You know, Philly and Washington always play really tight games. Um, you know, Sam Howe going against that Philly defense. Right. Um, it's going to be tough. So there, there's Dallas. Tough, yeah. yeah. Cup against, you know, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, there's tough matchups on, on both sides, but, you know, I'm going to go with Llamas Day. I think he probably pulls it out. I'm going Kingsla by a nose on a, uh, you know, injury notwithstanding here. We'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. I think it's going to come down to uh, an Adam Thalen. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen, uh, I don't think anybody's seen him coming this year. Now, how long that'll last, you know, at his age with Carolina, but, you know, he's putting up like 20 plus points a week. He's like a top yeah. receiver, you yeah. know? Yep. So if yeah. you can keep that up against Houston and, you know, tough, tough defense and Tamiko Ryan's down there, but, um, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Lamar Jackson, Arizona is the difference maker, but we'll, you know, by a nose. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, Kamish, thank you so much for joining us this week. It was an awesome, awesome pleasure to have you. Um, This is going to be an exciting finish. It's going to be nice to see uh, what these teams look like uh, in the next couple weeks with all these trades being made. So for Rob and Dean, this has been the Fieldhouse Frenzy. Have a great weekend. Playful lineups, and we'll see you next week.